Thank you for that worship, guys. Thank you for that presence. Good to be here with everyone. If you want to know why I'm preaching from this pulpit, I'll tell you on Wednesday night, okay? I'll tell you on Wednesday. <laughs> I'll tell you on Wednesday night. You know, we're not supposed to preach from tables. Yeah. Tables, man. Tables. Tables. We're not supposed to be preaching from tables. I, I told them to get rid of all the tables. Do not preach from tables. Tables. Let I me mean, just think about that for a second. We take an unholy piece of furniture and put it in a holy place. Pulpits are holy. Tables are unholy. Don't take an unholy. The tabernacle. You think about what happened, happened in the tabernacle. Moses had, he had specific instructions of what he could bring in and what he could not bring in. And, and so there, we've we got to be cautious of what we're bringing in and normalizing in, in our fellowship with one another. So I refuse to preach from a table. <laughs> All that to say that. I refuse to preach from a table. I'll preach from a pulpit because... Uh, pulpits are sacred. Pulpits are sacred. If you don't believe me, go to the book of Nehemiah. And you'll see Ezra. He preached from one. Uh, it, uh, good to be here with you today. I, w- I want to receive this, uh, this afternoon's tithe and offering. Thank you so much for supporting the vision of Church on the North Coast in this region. Glad you're all here today. As you give, uh, I want to continue to uh, um, communicate. We recently, uh, this is a weird pulpit, by the way. This is a spaceship pulpit. <laughs> I may break this pulpit. Yeah. But uh, this, this is not for leaning on. You know, I was getting ready to lean on it. Don't lean on that. You know what I mean? Um, we, we recently rebranded the vision of Church on the North Coast. I know some of you in here might remember the vision statement from Church on the North Coast from many years ago. How many remember what it was? If you can remember what the vision statement from Church on the you don't remember? I know that stings a little bit that nobody knows the vision. It's an indictment, right? I mean, honestly, we must repent. It's, 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 it's like it's a course of correction. Where if people don't know what your vision is, then you, you, you could, yeah. Yeah, I'm going I'm to talk about vision today. And if you don't have vision, you perish. Yeah, Proverbs 29, you perish. And, uh, and so because of that, well, the, the vision statement used to be um, uh, to establish the undeniable testimony of the Lordship of Jesus Christ in Northeast Ohio and uh, around the globe, something to that effect, and, uh, which is, it's a good statement. It is. But... Um, but here's a better one. <laughs> okay, so, so if you could, just put that up there for me, the vision statement. So it, this is more of a confession, but, but, it is a, but it is the vision that we want to get in, in the hearts of God's people in this region. This is, this is what we, like, if you, if you could have anything, this is what we would want God's people to walk in the confidence and the identity of these statements here. And, and you say, well, it's very simple. Yes, because we want our children to say it every day like the Pledge of Allegiance. We want from ages 0 to 18, by the time our kids graduate, we want our kids to know this so, so 
quick, so from the inside of them, that when they go out into the world, the lives of the world can't penetrate the truth of what God put inside of them. Wouldn't it be interesting if we took from ages 0 to 18 and we recorded every prophecy ever spoken over our children over the years? Wouldn't it be powerful that we, if we could collect them as mothers and fathers and grandfathers and grandmothers, and we put them in this book, right? And we just, we just kept them over time. And when they, when they graduated from high school, we hand them the book of prophecy prophecies that pertain to them and we say now by the prophecies previously made timothy go and fight the good fight of faith right nope (laughs) you gotta be faster than that right that would be powerful that's what that's why it's it's so so plain so simple um and then we've written it we've written it as a confession but we believe it to be a statement of vision for our future and really just was convicted convicted that um the vision was not written plainly and we'll talk about that in a minute Habakkuk tells us write the vision down and make it make it simple make it so a five-year-old can read it and understand and so here it is and here's what I'm going to ask you to do take a picture of it copy it, write it down, put it somewhere where you could read it every day and begin to allow this to become the vision of this region that we are a courageous, we are the courageous champion of our generation, that we walk in purpose and the identity of God, that we can do, I can do all things, that I'm confident and I'm chosen, that I know God's word is the truth. That I'm led by the Holy Spirit, not my feelings. That I am a child of God, and I make him proud. Man, say that to yourself every day. Say that over your children every day. Make them repeat that. I think it'll start to change things in this world. Amen? So I'm just going to ask you to continue to support the vision of Church on the North Coast for this region. I believe that when we get to heaven, it'll look a lot like this room. Every generation, every color, every creed, every, you know, every person under the sun will be there. And every one of our gatherings look like this. You know, doesn't matter where we go. We start a church. And inevitably, they just, we, they, they look like heaven. And uh, they sound like heaven, too. And so uh, that's the vision. You know, the mission of Church on the North Coast, I promised myself that I would say this as often as I could. So I want everyone to know the vision, the mission, and the philosophy of Church on the North Coast. The vision is what we just read. The mission is 30,000 souls, that we're going to save 30,000 souls, and we're going to disciple them. We're going to do that through life groups. We're going, to, we're going to commit to be in relationship with one another. We're going to make family the precedence of what we do, not Sunday morning. We're going to make connection normal. We're going to go subsurface right away with people. If you're here this morning and you're not in a life group, we're going to get you in a life group. We have over 6,000 people in our database, and we are committed to making sure every one of those 6,000 people plus feel connected to somebody, feel like somebody cares about them. If they were to walk away tomorrow... That, that somebody would call them and say, where you been? I haven't seen you. I, I, I want to have lunch with you. Let's get together. And, and that, we would, they, that the church would become the one who sets the, the posterity in family for the, the world. The, the world, the world is, is it's garbage right now. 
This garbage. And, and what I hear the church, I hear a lot of this in the church, and it's so heartbreaking to me. And we, we dispose of one another so quickly, and it's so heartbreaking. I don't understand it. I don't understand how we can say that family's not important to God when we call, when we call him Father. When we call one another sisters and brothers, how can you tell me that family doesn't matter? And how can you so easily walk away from it? How can you, Because you're offended? Because you're hurt? Because you didn't get what you wanted? You walk away? That makes no sense to me. How, do you, how, how is that the precedence for the world? How are we leading by example if we can't move through conflict and restore one another and believe the best of one another? How is that the example for the world? And it's no wonder, and it's no wonder that, he, that he seeks to destroy family, the enemy. He hates family. Why do you think he's feminizing men and mask, making women masculine? Because he doesn't want them to... You don't want to conceive. If a woman's hard and a man's soft, then there's, you can't make no babies. But let us be a church. Let us set the example for the world. Let's say, it gets hard, I'm staying. Anybody, could, anybody can get a divorce. Anybody can walk away. People do it all the time. But are we supposed to normalize what the world says? is supposed to lead it. We're supposed to stay. We're supposed to connect and love and, and, and buy your love for one another. They'll know. They'll say there's something strange there. Those people don't walk away from one another. They don't, they don't gossip. They don't slander. They don't, they, don't, they don't dispose of one another like we do. These are loyal people. These are steadfast people. These are people committed to one another. This is the family of God. So we're going to, the mission is 30,000. All that to say the mission is 30,000. Mission is 30,000 souls. We believe if we can win and disciple, win and disciple, win and disciple, it's not enough that, we, that they come to the Lord. We must disciple them. We must grow them. We must tell them who they are in Christ Jesus. We must disciple them. I pray you get a burden to, to win one soul. I pray you get a burden to win one soul this month. Just one soul. If you, if you made a commitment to say, God, wherever I go this month, I'm looking for one soul to win for you, this church would be we'd have to buy down to the Walker Road because we'd need more space because our family fellowship would then be so large. But, but we ha- you know, I saw this the other day. It was interesting. Uh, Ed Young, he, uh, he, took a, he took a bowl with a fish in it. It was a goldfish. I did this a long time ago too, way before Ed did it. And uh, you were there. You've seen it. And, and, and I took the fish out of, his, out of the water, and I sat him down, and I just continued preaching. And the, and the little gold, I know, he was over there. He was over there flopping around on the ground, you know, and nobody was listening to anything I said. And all they could do was, were, and <laughs> so I said, I said, you, you know, oh, you got, I, so I went over, I picked him up, I put him back in the fishbowl. I said, I said, uh, um, you, you know, you were, like, we're a lot like that. You take us out of our ecosystem and we die. And, and Ed said, you, you know, you're a lot like, you guys all cared about the fish, but you don't care about your neighbor. Ouch. Ouch. We care, we care, we care about the fish flopping around. But, but my neighbor, Kelly, has cancer, and she's fighting for her life right now. Uh, you know, it's the story of Jonah. Like, you care more about this, this little tree than you do about the people of like, what's wrong with you? You're all, you're all messed up. Like, we got to get, get our focus back. I pray a burden of the Lord for one soul. One soul in a month. One soul. And then the next month, I pray another burden from the Lord for another soul. Amen? 
So that's the mission. And then the philosophy. A lot of people want to know these things, so I'm giving them to you, right? It's the vision. That's the mission. The philosophy. What's the philosophy? This is great. Ah, so brilliant, this one. Jesus. Isn't that good? That's the best philosophy ever. <laughs> like, I don't come to you with eloquence of speech and, and high thoughts. I, 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 I say, make Jesus the priority. Make his presence our priority, and he will, he will transform lives. He, you know, we're not special people. I just, I'm sorry to tell you that. I mean, you know, like, he just, it's not like... If you put Jesus in the room, whether you're a Jew, a Catholic, a Muslim, if you put, it doesn't matter where you come from, how much money you got, how much money you don't got, you know, red, white, black, short, tall, skinny, you know, a little, little, you know, little chunky, you know, it doesn't matter. If you put Jesus in a room, guess what Jesus is going to do? Guess what he's going to do? He's going to draw all of you to himself. It doesn't matter where you're from, how much money, what your bank account looks like. If you put Jesus in the room, he's going to, do, he's going to draw everybody to him. Nobody's special. He, he said that to Esther. Esther, don't go thinking you're special. Don't go thinking, you know, you got to get over yourself. Church, we got to get over ourselves. None of us are special. He don't, he don't need us to do what he's doing. If you don't do it, he'll get somebody else to do it. You, you know, like, he just will. He just will. Now, he loves you. He loves you. And he calls you. And he, he draws you with gentle cords and bands of love. But if you think that he needs you to do what he needs to get done, we are sadly mistaken if we have that, that philosophy. That is not it. We need him. Church is not for us. It's for him. We don't fashion church for us. We don't sing songs we like. We sing songs he likes. Because we know if he comes, you'll be free. If he comes, you'll be restored. If he comes, your children will come home. If he comes, if we can get him to come. So that's the philosophy. Make Jesus, make the presence of Jesus the highest priority. So we don't set limits on, we don't have an agenda. Jesus, if you don't come, we missed it. You know, like we're going to sing songs until you come. We're going to, you know... Please, Jesus, I don't want to be up here talking if you're not here. <laughs> I mean, I got nothing to say if you're not here, Jesus. So that's a philosophy. But uh, thank you for supporting uh, what we believe is the hope of the world. The gates of hell shall not prevail against the church. Yes, the church that pushes back the gates of hell. And it's not enough that we just push back on the gates of hell. I say this to you, church. We must take ground. We live in the greatest day uh, of all of mankind. Uh, this is the greatest soul-winning days of all of mankind. Hearts are desperate and hopeless right now like never before. And just the harvest is ready. The harvest is ready. You think they're not, but they are. Just whisper his name. They'll come. They'll come running. We did trip to hell last year in October, and, and every night, you know, we, 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 we did a little different. We closed with worship. And uh, right there, as, as the presence of Jesus came into the room, and you, we did the invitation to receive Christ. <sighs> Y'all never forget it. I'll never forget it. Hundreds upon hundreds of people ran as fast as they could to give their life to Jesus. I mean, the, the souls that were saved during that, during that event was just, it, like you thought, why don't we do this every day? You know, it's amazing. But thank you so much for supporting the vision that God has given this region, uh, the way to give. So I'm going to ask you to give. I'm going to ask you to, to serve, and I'm going to ask you to stay connected in a relationship with one another. There's the ways to give. Uh, as you give, hold it up. Let's bless it under the direction of the Lord. Uh, hold it up before God. And if you're watching online, hold it up right there, and let's bless it. Father, thank you for the gift 
that is being given in this moment. We sow it. Uh, God, we do not give it without expectation of faith. We give it believing that, that what we sow in the natural, we reap eternally. So we thank you for heaven, for our homes, heaven for our marriages. We thank you that heaven comes to the earth as we sow this seed. We reap a harvest of heaven. I bless your people today in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Take your Bible. Go with me to Luke. Go to Luke 18. I'm going to pick up this part. This will be part two of a series on vision. Vision is faith that can make sight possible. It says, And then it happened as he was coming near Jericho that a certain blind man sat by the road begging. He was blind. And hearing a multitude passing by, he asked what it meant. And they told him, It's Jesus of Nazareth, and he's passing by. And he cried out as, as loud as he could, Jesus, Son of David, have mercy on me. And I want you to pay attention to this, because this is, this is what is happening today. Verse 39, Then those who went before warned him that he should just shut up and be quiet. Be quiet. Just be quiet. But he cried out. Look what he did. He cried out even more, Son of David, have mercy on me. So Jesus stood still. His cry stopped Jesus. You got to know that the enemy, Satan, does not want you to contend in faith for what they have deemed as normal. They told them to be quiet. This is the church. These are people who knew who Jesus was. He's blind. He cries out for Jesus. They look back at him and say, be quiet. Just go ahead and accept the fact that you're blind. That is the spirit of this age. Be quiet. Put the mask on your face. Do what we tell you to do. You think it's not, but that is what the spirit of this age wants you to do. Hush up. Just fall in rank and do what everybody else is doing. That's the spirit of this age. But faith, faith will stop Jesus. Your faith. You know your faith has eyes. Your faith can see faith is to heaven vision vision is to heaven what sight is to this world vision faith has eyes your your spirit has vision And what the enemy would love is to convince you to live by sight and not by faith. But that's not what Jesus told us. He said, you are to live by and not by. Hebrews 11.1 tells us, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things you can't see with sight. Your spirit sees your spirit has, has vision. It can see. I, I beg of you, church. Look at me. I beg you. Stop telling me what you see with your eyes. 
stop, if the church could stop seeing with their eyes and feeling with their feelings and thinking with the thoughts that came from the fields that was created with the sight that they saw with. And then if they could just stop doing that, if we could stop seeing with our eyes and start seeing with our spirit, we would manifest. We would stop Jesus. And sight, you know, vision can manifest what sight cannot Vision will manifest. Sight. His sight couldn't make him whole, but vision did. If you can begin to to see with your spirit, you'll be be set free. The reason people still struggle with addiction is because they're seeing with their eyes, feeling with their feelings, thinking with their thoughts, rather than seeing with their spirit. Your spirit, your spirit has vision. I beg you. See with your spirit. See with your spirit. Look at your, look at your children with your spirit. Look at your marriage with your spirit. Close your eyes if you have to. You know why people close their eyes when they pray? Because they don't want to see. We, we, subconsciously, we know that if we close our eyes and we start praying with our spirit, our spirit will give our mind imaginations that are impossible in the natural so we're trying subconsciously to do what the spirit wants to do so we close our eyes live that way at home close your eyes more try try walking around and, and not not looking at it the way it appears to be when it first presents itself to you like we're so driven by our sight today, the world knows it, the enemy knows it, and so he just, I mean, he just ransacks us. He just ransacks there's no, there's no, you know, There's no mistaking the fact that you know, these phones, uh, they, they occupy a good portion of our day with our sight. And if you see something, if you look at something long enough, it gets in your vision. You know, vision in dreams is the language of heaven. Yeah, it is. It's the language of God for the earth. You, he, he says, he said in Joel, in the last day, I'm going to pour out my spirit on all flesh. He said, then your sons and daughters, when I pour out my spirit, your sons and daughters are going to begin to talk in a certain way that doesn't come from what they see. They're going to begin to see things differently. And because they see things differently from their spirit, they will begin to prophesy to their generation. Then your old, your old men who have become hopeless because they've been holding on. They let, you know what a dream is? A dream is something an old person laid down that, that it was a vision from long ago that he laid down because it, it tarried too long. And God said, in the, in the last day, I'm going to bring the vision from your youth back. I'm going to remind you. I'm going to remind you of the vision I gave you long ago. And I'm, I'm going to give you hope again to carry it again. And to hope for it even still. Because it's, it's hope. Because when vision comes, when faith comes, it brings hope with it. And I'm going to make your young people. This is something like, it's gotten into me lately. I'm like... I don't want to be a, a senior pastor anymore. I want to be a youth pastor. Most people, you know, like, oh, they want to climb the ranks. And I'm like, I've determined, like, I'm just going to go back and hang out with young people. Literally, I, I, on Thursday, I leave. I go to be a part of a, a youth conference down 
it was in Florida. It's, it's great, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> but a good friend of mine is down there, and, he's, and he's, his church is built with, you know, with a bunch of young people. And I'm like, I'm just going to hang around young people because, because, because visions and dreams belong. That's the language of heaven. Do we teach our children how to speak vision and dreams? Do we, do we teach them? That's the language of heaven. How, how, are we teaching them how to speak, interpret visions and dreams, translate them? Do we teach them? Like, no, your dreams matter. Your vision matters. Not what you see with your eyes matter. Tell me what you see with your spirit, precious Jeremiah, Tristan, Caleb. Tell me, Layla, tell me what you see with your spirit. Don't tell me, don't tell me what the, they see. I don't care what CNN sees, Fox News sees. I don't care what the left sees, what the right sees. I care what the church sees. I care what the bride of Christ sees because she carries vision. She doesn't carry sight. And vision, vision can't produce for the earth what it needs. It, vision is the only thing that can produce for, for the earth what it needs. Sight cannot. Sight will depress you. Sight will make you afraid. You watch the news and see if you don't walk away from it with a spirit of fear. But God said, I have not given you a spirit of fear, but power, love, and a sound mind. That comes from vision. That comes from looking at things differently. And God said, in the last days, I'm going to raise up a generation that's not going to see things the way they see it. It's going to, they're going to see things the way the church sees it, because the gates of hell shall not prevail against the church. So they're going to see. They're going to see differently. And when they see, they're going to start talking about what they see. And when they start talking about what they see, what they talk about is about to become formed in the earth. They're about to speak things into existence. They're going to speak about things that do not exist as if they do, and then they're going to manifest through vision that which is impossible through sight. For the just shall live by faith. Faith creates vision. Mm. You know, vision will make you, vision will inspire you too. Habakkuk told us this. Habakkuk 2, if you could take, put that up there for me. You know what? No, go, me, go to Proverbs 29, 18. It's, it's important. I want you to see this. Proverbs 29, 18. You said it earlier. You said, my people perish. Look what happens. Where there's no vision, people, people perish. People die. People are unrestrained. Unrestraint is death. Unrestraint is death. And where there is no vision, people are unrestrained. Okay, I just ask you, when you look at the world, doesn't it seem a little unrestrained to you? Huh? huh? You look at the school systems now. Don't they seem a bit unrestrained? Our political structures, don't they seem a bit, like, this is just ridiculous. The way y'all talk now, is it like, can, can we please, can we have a, some order of civility among one another? Why such unrestraint? Why, why, why is it okay to swipe left, I don't, you know, the, the swipe culture? Why? That's unrestraint behavior. Like, I'm going to look at an image, and when I'm ready, I'm going to swipe in a direction, and then we're going to go hook up. That is like, did you ever believe we'd ever come to a day when you would see that? I never thought so. I never thought it possible that I'd pick up my phone and have at my disposal the sin in, like, in mass. The sin in mass. But this world is, is unrestrained. Why? Because it sees with the eyes of the man, not with the eyes of the spirit. And if we don't awaken the eyes of our spirit, we might get to heaven. Might. 
We may. I mean, by the skin, you might. But the Bible says there's a, there will be a, a deception so massive that it would, it would deceive even the very elect of God. Even those who thought they were brilliant, who studied their Bible every day, they would be deceived. If we don't teach ourselves how to see with our spirits and stop seeing things so carnally, you know your carnal man will make you like, it'll make you tribal. Your carnal man will make you tribal. Yeah, you know what it'll do? It'll cause sibling rivalry. You, you, there's tribalism everywhere today. <laughs> there's violence like Hootsies and the Tootsies and the and the Baptists and the Pentecostals and the Democrats and the Republicans and the MAGAs and the, I don't know what they call those other guys. You know, I don't know. But there's, it's all tribalism. It's all, it's all like this base nature. But your carnal eyes will, will, do you know why the church is so divided? The reason it's divided, we, the reason we can't agree is because we, we look at things with our eyes. We feel with our feelings. We think with our thoughts. And then, we, and then we just go the way of our carnal man. And if we're all honest, we would all come to repentance and say, we, we've got to stop looking at things with our eyes. And we've got to start seeing things with an eternal perspective. When our children go wayward, we've got to stop looking with our eyes and confessing what we see with our eyes and start saying what we see with our spirit. I, I know you might be lost, but I declare you are found in Jesus' name. Make your eyes, make your sight come from your vision, not from your eyes. My goodness, don't say what you see. Everybody feels like they have an opinion today to say what they see. Then you get on Facebook, it's like, well, I believe this and I believe that. Well, my good sir, it doesn't matter what you believe if what you believe is false. What you believe is false, you believe in a lie. And if you believe in a lie, you are deceived. And if you are deceived, you are in danger of hell's fire. (gasps) My goodness. So if, if a lack of vision kills people, then to receive vision and to articulate vision and to be disciplined in vision is the saving of the world oh church i beg you stop saying what you see and start saying what you see start prophesying stop saying and start prophesying from your spirit teach our children how to see with eyes of the spirit don't allow them to participate in the tribalism that is destroying it's all propaganda it's all propaganda to the church it's all propaganda when they do that it's all propaganda all of it is a distraction god says look at it with eyes of the spirit he goes out on the mountain and it hasn't rained he takes he takes his his servant with him, and he says, I'm going to go over here, and I'm going to pray, and you're going to look for what I'm praying for. Oh, 
He said, I'm going to go over here and I'm going to bury my head in my lap and I'm, gonna, I'm not going to look with my eyes. I'm going to look with my spirit and I'm going to tell you what I see. And when I tell you what I see and I tell you, go looking for what I see. He said, I prayed. It didn't ha-. He, he said, go look. He said, I don't see nothing. He came back. He said, go look again. I saw it. He went and said, I don't see it. He came back again. He said, go look again. I saw it. I saw it. And he came back and he said, I see a cloud now. I see what you saw now. That tells me that the church has the power to change what people see in the natural. That we have the power of the church to say, you go look for what I said, not what, you, not what they said. You go look for what I said because God showed me what it's going to be. And because God showed me what it's going to be, I'm so confident in what God showed me it's going to be. I want you to, to go looking for it. I want you to go confirm what I saw when I didn't look with my eyes, but I looked with my spirit. Tell me that won't change somebody. Tell me that won't testify of the goodness of God, of the reality of His presence in this world. You say, no, no, you see it that way, but let me tell you, you see famine, but let me tell you what I see. I see rain coming. I see the, I hear rain coming. I hear the sound of the abundance of it coming. He didn't see that with his eyes. He saw that with his spirit. And I'm begging you, church, see with your spirit. Teach your children to see with their spirit. Our kids, when they were, when they're, you know, precious man, she would dream. She would dream. She'd wake up and she'd say, Oh, I had a dream. It was a lion and there was a clock and there was a plane. And every, just about every morning she'd wake up. You know what we'd do? We'd say, Baby, this is what the lion means. And this is what the clock probably means. And this is what the plane probably means. We would, ha- we would teach her how to interpret dreams and visions like Joseph. That's what we need because the language of heaven, the language of the Father, is dreams, visions. Teach our kids how to speak dreams and vision. Habakkuk 2. It says, write the vision, make it plain on tablets. That when they see it, now I want you to see, I want you to take the vision I want you to take the vision, and I want you to, I want you to like, put it on canvas. I want you to put this vision on canvas. Uh oh, about to about to knock somebody out with the with the thing here. Come on, you gotta be faster, Ob. <laughs> There we go. See, I want you to write the vision down, and I want you to make it plain. So when they see it, write the vision down, make it plain. So when they see it, they can run to it. Write the vision down, make it plain. So when they see it, they can run to the vision. Vision, it has to be, it comes from the church. Stop asking from the world that which only comes from you. You, you're not like them. I just want you to know, you are not like them. So the last thing you could do is look like them. If you, start, if you keep looking like them, there's no hope for any of us. 
So, so vision belongs to the church. It's the privilege of the church to see those things that are not as if they are. Romans 4, 17. I don't see. I don't. For we do not look at the things which are seen. For the things which are seen, those things are temporary. But rather we look for things which we can't see. For the things which we can't see, those things Those things are eternal. So Jesus never gave his church the option to live by sight. (laughs) If I want you to know this, look at me. If you catch yourself looking around and getting in your feelings, it's sinful. It's, It's sinful because he said the just shall live by you shall live by faith and not by. <laughs> look, at, look at what it says of uh, uh, John. That John that, let me see. Uh, go to John 151. John 151 says this. Most surely I say to you, hereafter you shall see heaven open. And the angels of God ascending and descending upon whom? Upon Jesus. Do you suppose he was telling him he's going to see that with his eyes? If your spirit's alive, he's saying if your spirit's awake, you're going to see something. So what, what, is, what is being said here is, you need to grab hold of this, is that Jesus is the means by which, the only means by which, we get heaven here and we get here there. He said, it's coming when I'm resurrected. There's going to be a season where this is going to be so normal that you're you're going to see it with your spirit. You're going to have access to bring heaven to the earth. What did Jesus say? Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Your kingdom, your kingdom, your yellow come to blue. (laughs) Your kingdom come on earth as it is. How does that happen? Jesus. What do we need? We need Jesus. We need the presence of Jesus in our homes, in our marriage, in our relationships. We need Jesus to be the priority of everything we do. Jesus. We need Jesus. But th- that, this vision, this vision. See, see I, what I, I want you to grab hold of is the, the idea that if heaven tarries, it's your fault. Oh, that's heavy. If if. The fervent prayers of the righteous, uh, they avail much. They work is what, right, right. Elder, thank you, Elder. He's helping me preach today. The fervent <laughs> prayers of the righteous. She's going to lead a Bible study this Friday. What's the fervent prayer of the righteous, the church? If the, okay, if the church, if the fervent prayer of the church avails, brings heaven to earth, work. If the fervent prayer of the church works, what happens if the church doesn't pray? (laughs) 
You see, you, you have this enormous privilege for your children, for our, for our city, for our nation, for this church. You have this enormous privilege. You have access by Jesus because you know Jesus, because you live in Christ, because you know him and the power of his resurrection. You have this privilege now, not this obligation, not this duty. Church is not work. Church is a privilege. Church is like, oh my goodness, I'm going to church. I'm going to now unlock some more access for Jesus to get here and for those who are lost. And, and, and condemned to hell to get to him. He is, he said, you will see, you will see heaven come, heaven go on Jesus. But that privilege does not belong to anybody but the church. And no wonder the church is a mess. Man, if I was the devil, I'd be like, ha I've taken their vision and I make them look with eyes of carnality at one another. I make, I put them at odds with one another. I cause them to argue and contend and, and dispute over the most smallest of issues. I cause them to be stumbled in their sin and then to, and then to condemn one another and to just outright rebel against one another. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Why? Because the last thing I can have you do is see things with your spirit. Because he knows. Habakkuk knew when the church writes division down, the church will run. Did you ever see? I call it YouTube church. You ever see YouTube church? With these like, I've been in them. You've been in We've been in them. You know what I mean? We've been in them, man. The Spirit of God comes. Heaven comes so hard. Oh. You ever see it? And then all of a sudden, People start running. You ever see people run? Well, then you need to get to a Pentecostal service right away. Man, I've seen people get so full of the Spirit. I've seen people get full of the Spirit, and all of a sudden they just jump up and they just take off running like, ah, you know, and it looks, hey, look, it looks crazy to the world. It looks crazy. It looks cra- I crack up when I see it. I'm like, ooh, look at him running. And so instead of running now, here's what we do. We, we've, we've mastered the art of, you know, like when the, when the spirit comes and the vision is there, and we're like, oh, I want to run, but I'll jump instead. I'll jump instead. That's what we do. We turned our run into a jump now. We ain't fooling nobody. Ashley, you ain't fooling nobody. And, and, and you know what? They turn it into a, they turn it into a, you know, yeah, yeah, (laughs) I'm telling, I'm telling on you, that's exactly what it is, that's exactly what happens, that that means there's, there are times, that's what vision will do to you, vision will get up inside you and be like, fire shut up in your bones, and you'll be like, I gotta go somewhere. <laughs> you be like, you be like, well, I can't stand still, man. Like, ooh. and then our mouth can't stand still either. It starts speaking in tongues. Blah, 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 you know. Honestly, that's I've never seen a more accurate de- translation of what happens in the spirit. Because vision will make you run. Because vision is not vision will in spirit you. Vision will inspirit you. It will inspire you. Yeah, it won't motivate you. Motivation's, motivation is what the eyes do to you. Yeah. In spirit is to vision what motivate is to sight. Yeah, the world motivates. Tony Robbins motivates. Huh? 
Huh? He'll run, he'll motivate. He's good at it too. I listen to some of his stuff. I listen to some of his stuff. I'm like, boy, that's that's baller. I'm gonna take that because that's really a biblical principle. I'm gonna preach that this Sunday from the from where from henceforth where it came. <laughs> that, ain't no, that ain't OG, son. You didn't come up with that. That's the there, there's a spiritual principle there. Yeah. So it'll make you run. And for many of you now, you're you got to start running. Yeah, you're resisting the run. Yeah, you, you've seen it. You, it's time to start running. So what do you, you better quit, you better pick it up. You better start running. You're going to miss your bus. You better start running, you're going to miss your bus. And some of us, are like, we're so delayed. You're delayed because you're resisting. Listen to me. Whenever the person of Jesus is present, receive him. You're not promised another, another time. Trust me. This is why the Bible, the Bible warns us. He said, when I am near, receive me. Because you you're not afforded, you're not promised a second presence. And so, when, so I'm, just, I'm telling you right now, by the Spirit of the Lord, it's time for you to run. It's time for you, what God gave you, it's time for you to start running. Start running in the Spirit. Whatever God showed you in the Spirit, run to it. Run to it, church. Stop being afraid. I, 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 this frustrates me so bad. Look at me. This frustrates me so bad. When people from here are intimidated by people from here. What? You are from here and you're afraid of them? They don't know what they're doing. They're hopeless. They're sick and sorry and scared and intimidated and they're covering it all up with like virtue. They virtue signal as if they do, but they do not. And what's desperate in this hour is for the earth to manifest the sons and the daughters of God. It's like death. The earth is throwing up. It's sick. The earth is rocking and reeling. Why? Because it's, it's waiting for the manifestation of sons and daughters to show them vision. Show somebody what you see in the Spirit. Stop showing, stop telling them what you see in the natural, but say, rather, what I see in the Spirit is this. I know you're going through this. I know you're uh, uh, dealing with this with your children. Uh, but, but, but Vana, I want you to know that I see something in the Spirit. That changes things, man. That will change things. Vision talks. Vision has a language. It'll talk to you. He said, write the vision down, make it plain, so they'll run to it. Right? Go there, verse 3. Verse 3. For the vision's coming. I'm translating here for you. Vision's coming. Look, don't get nervous because it's not here yet. All right? Don't get nervous because it's not here yet. Like I said, dreams are visions that people got nervous with and quit on. Don't quit. Stay. Don't quit. Don't walk away. Don't give up. Don't, don't let go of your kids just yet. <laughs> Come on, contend. Don't see what you see. See what you see. Because it's coming. It's coming. 
And then you'll know because it'll talk to you. Because it will speak. Because vision speaks. In the end, it will. What will it do? It's going to talk to you. Stop thinking you need to know everything to do something. <laughs> Everybody, if, like I was sitting in a service the other day. I was sitting there. I walked in. I sat down. And immediately what I saw started talking to me. It talked to me so loud. I sent a message right there. I said, order it right now. Order it right now. Because vision will talk to you. And vision, it, it, you, we wait. A lot of times we wait to see before we before we listen. So we're looking for what we thought we heard, and then we won't move until we see what we thought we heard. And God's like, it don't work like that. Vision, vision has a language, and it doesn't need to give you all the details for you to be obedient to it. <laughs> Go. Vision will talk to you, man. Vision, vision, vision is, it, like, it just talks. It talks, man. It'll get in your ear, and people will just be, you'll be so discouraged, right? You'll be so broken, so hurt, so, you know, so whatever, you know, so downtrodden. You think you're losing until vision starts talking to you. And, and, you, and vision will start talking to you. I heard this story. It was a story of two Navy SEALs. I'm, 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 I'll quit now. I'll quit now. There's a story of two Navy SEALs. They were in training, in BUDS training. And the one was, they were out in the middle of the ocean swimming. They had to go like this real long distance, and they were swimming. And as they were swimming, the one guy fell behind. His buddy fell behind. And he was alone. Like, he, he didn't, he kind of got disoriented. It was dark. It was the middle of the night. He, and it was, it was cloudy, so he couldn't really see much. And it was wavy. And he, and he, he began to lose hope. He began to lose hope, and he, he, he thought about, like, his, his, he started to get cramps, and he was like, oh, no, like, I can't make it. I'm not going to make it. And he thought about giving up and just crying out for help. And right as he was getting ready to cry out for help and, and give up and, you know, ring out of, of Navy SEAL training, his buddy had just, just got to shore. And his buddy, when he got to shore, he started yelling back to him, you could do it. Hey, I'm over here. Follow my voice. Keep coming this way. Keep coming this way. Don't quit. Don't quit. I see you. I see you. Keep coming this way. That's what vision will do for you. When you're ready to quit, vision will say, I see you. You're not that far off. Keep coming. Keep coming. Listen to my voice. Listen to my voice. And if I could just, for, if I could just be the spirit of the Holy Ghost right now, I, I just want you to hear him say, keep coming. Keep coming. Don't lose heart. Don't allow your heart to become hopeless. A hope deferred makes the heart sick. Don't let your heart get sick. Don't let your heart get sick. Hear the, hear the Lord. He's calling you. He's calling you. Don't you dare bail. Don't you quit. Don't you quit. You're not about to give up on this thing. I, you, you can make it. You can make it. You're not that far. You're not that far. So vision will talk to you. And vision will change you. I'll close with this. Vision will change you. I know that, you know, I know when people are, are uh, when they have vision. And you do too. You know this. Because anytime you're in the presence of Jesus, anytime you're here, 
Whenever the presence of Jesus is near, something happens in this place. You, you begin to change. You begin to move from blue to shades of blue to hints of blue to faint to green pale green pale or pale green whenever Jesus is near I'm going to say this you tell me if I'm telling the truth whenever Jesus is near he never leaves you there Never. He never leaves you there. I don't care. If you encounter his presence, this is what, in the, in the church, here's what, here's what I would love to do. Help me normalize this. Help me normalize this. Repentance. You don't want to know what that blind man did? He repented. You say, how do you know? Because he was changed. <laughs> because, because the Spirit of God, presence of Jesus, change you so perhaps we should we should call repentance that repentance is healing yeah it's not correction it's not it's not shame it's healing oh it's healing to change it's healing to repent i become more and more like jesus when i repent i'm healed i'm healed of my blindness i'm healed of my my mind i'm he- i'm healed So I know, you you know when you you have vision. Because vision won't leave you how it found you. Vision will change you. It will change you, man. And let me ask you this. Never, before I ask that. So then never waste the presence of Jesus without changing. So whenever he's present then, he wants to change something. He never wastes his presence. If he manifests himself, he's messing with you. He's trying to heal you. Not correct you, not condemn you, to make you more like him. He's trying to bring healing to you. So let me ask you this. How much have you changed in the last year? How much? How much? A little bit. A lot. I was in a meeting with Pastor Michelle not long ago, and they were reading this book from two years ago. They had already gone through this class, and they were asking the same questions, and they were all giving their answers. And they got around to her, and she looked down at her answers, and she said this. Oh, it was so good. She said, I'm no longer these answers. I'm no longer these answers. I'm no longer. I have changed. I used to be these answers. But two years later, I am not these answers. And I want you to know, a year from now, you should not be the answers you are today. You should be changed. In Matthew 22, verse 11, so the king came to see the guest. And he saw, he saw a man there who didn't have on his wedding garment. Matthew 22, verse 11 king came in he saw one of his guests and he came to the man and he said to him he said uh, 
The king in the story is Jesus, by the way. So he comes in. They're at the banquet, so they're, this is heaven. He's talking about heaven. You get there, and he says, hey, what's up, Kev? What's going on, my man? What's happening, man? Hey, uh, how'd you get in here? Bro, you ain't dressed right. You still wearing the same clothes. You still wearing the same clothes you had on when I met you. I met you 30 years ago. You still got on the same stuff. You ain't changed in 30 years. You ain't changed, man. You stink, dude. <laughs> My boy, I, you know. Too much, too much, Pastor, too much. Like, look at the warning here. I want you to see this. He's talking to his church and he says, change is not, it's not optional for the believer. <laughs> and I don't want you to be deceived into believing that just because you know him or just because you met him means you know him. <laughs> so then, so then if I'm going to continue to know him, I must change. I, I cannot, I'm not afforded the privilege of his presence without change. How often do we come in, we want the privilege of his presence, but we resist transformation. We resist to repent. We resist to change. We say, no, I'm not giving up that thought. I'm going to keep that one. I'm not giving up that part of my life. I'm going to keep that too. I'm not. But I love your presence, Jesus. Give me your presence. And Jesus hears a stern, he offers a stern warning to his church. Don't you go thinking that you can manipulate my presence and not change. Because I know, he said, the proof, the proof that you have vision is change. That you go from blue to a little less blue to, and it's one is greater than none scenario. It's not like, look, we're all in the process here. We're all, don't look at anybody as if you're, uh, I, well, I'm, I'm paler green than you. Look, none of us know where we are. None of us know where we are in here, right? All we know is what we strive for. I strive for some pale green activity, you know. I want that. I want, but none of us know. So the warning is like, where are you? And just because you've been around for a while doesn't entitle you. So, Lord, Lord, we did, we did many wonders in your name. We prophesied. We, we cast out demons. We did all these things. I'll use you even if you don't know me. <gasps> and Jesus said, I don't know you, but I used you. So don't mistake my presence on somebody for my presence in somebody. <laughs> like, like, what? When I read this, I was like, I, that's too much, God. That's too much for a man to hold. Like, I, that's a lot, Jesus. But to whom much has been given, much is required. Much is required. Much is required. And I'm telling you, there's so much required of you. I don't care how old you are, how young you are. God requires it. And I'm telling you, you need vision. So I just ask you right now, stand to your feet with me. Take your, take your hands, put them on your eyes. Take your hands, put them on your eyes. 
And as you hold them on your eyes, just pray this prayer with me. Lord, give me vision. I want vision. I don't want to see with these eyes. I don't want to see with my natural man. I want to see in the Spirit. Only thing I need these eyes for is to see how to drive to where I'm going. And, and sometimes, Lord, I, I don't even want to see that. I just, God, just, just let my spirit see more than my carnal man sees. Help me to see through the carnality with the Spirit. Vision will sustain you. I, I declare in Jesus' name, as you hold your hands on your eyes, I declare... God is sustaining you. Vision will bring you through. Sight will discourage you and make you stop, but vision will carry you through the valley of the shadow of death. Vision will sustain you when everybody else is against you, when everybody else quits, when they talk bad about you, when it tarries. Vision will carry you through. For the vision will talk to you about the end. It will show you what's coming on the horizon. It will show you heaven on earth. And heaven on earth will encourage you and bless you and keep you going. Bless your people today with great vision. I pray for signs and wonders to follow your people as they see with their here today never gave your life to Christ or your backslidden I want you to pray this prayer with me it's a simple prayer it just says Jesus I repent I ask you to forgive me of my sin I ask you to come into my life change me transform me I surrender all of my life to you and I say take here it is my life take it for your glory use it all for your glory in Jesus name amen live right love everybody pray hard thanks for coming to church today God bless you